0: Welcome to the Design of Communication podcast, I'm your host Gemma Keeling, and this podcast is about how you can become a confident communicator as a design, tech or creative professional. Sharing career strategies, language tips and insights and communication techniques to become a powerful communicator and excel in your career and reach a new level of confidence in English. I'm self-taught and it's been working so far, but I've reached a point in my life and in my career in which I have to improve my English fluency and my communication skills quickly. Hands up if this is familiar. I hear this a lot. Now, I can't see you right now if you put your hand up, but I can imagine that you're thinking, yes, I would like to improve quickly. I have been able to do a lot of improvement by myself. I am able to speak English quite well. I've made good progress. But as I advance in my career, I need to get better. The time has come where I want to get to the next level. I want to be able to communicate my ideas, get buy in for my decisions, and stop making so many mistakes in my English. You might also be in a situation where you want to move into a role that's perhaps full time in English, or you might want to take on more projects and just say yes to more opportunities. It could be that you want to lead a team or a larger team, or even manage your own clients and have freelance clients. And to do that, you want to take your English fluency to the next level. You might be working for a bilingual company or even fully in English right now, or you could be dreaming of working remotely and getting paid more. But how? In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing exactly how you can take your English fluency to the next level i love to share tangible tips that you can implement right away if you have been following the design of communication for a while now you know that i like to share actionable step-by-step tips and strategies i know some of you have been following and listening right from the start and i appreciate you so much if you are new here welcome I am so happy to have you tune in and join me, and I feel so privileged to be able to support you no matter where you are on your journey. And I know it can be quite a journey, but no matter how frustrated or far away you are feeling right now from reaching the level of fluency that you desire, I've helped even the most shy and nervous professionals overcome self-doubt and figure out how to articulate their ideas and decisions with clarity and reach a higher level of fluency. One thing I found is that there is a five-step process for design and tech professionals to go from feeling judged and awkward and ashamed using English and scared of not having the right words, for example, in an interview or a professional situation, to a place where they're building their professional language skills so they can confidently say yes to more opportunities and feel satisfied using English in their role and in their life. When you are a part of the Fluent Club, you are supported with training and materials and sessions that follow this exact five-step process. I am really excited because we are opening up again next week. Yes, in seven days. If you are listening to this podcast as soon as it comes out, we are opening up again on the 27th of October. But it is the last time that it will be open to join in 2022. So get your name on the waitlist at fluentspeakers.co.uk forward slash club. And you will receive an email with all the details to join when it opens up At the end of the month, each week there is a new training or masterclass or a live event, but you can consume the trainings whenever and wherever you like. The best part is that the trainings are tailored to you based on where you are for the stage of your journey. It is the last chance to join in 2022. So if you have been considering it, now is the time. It won't be opening up again until 2023, and the price will be increasing next year. So many Fluent Club members have been really wowed by the support and the content that they get and the whole experience, and are so amazed at how much value it is for such a low monthly price. Go to fluentspeakers.co.uk forward slash club to get your name on the wait list for your last chance to join this year. One of the biggest mistakes that non-native and native English speakers make is that they speak too quickly. It's kind of a big misconception when it comes to English fluency and speaking. And I hear this a lot. I think I speak too slowly in English. I need to speed up and sound more fluent. And I've got to admit that I've fallen into this trap too when it comes to speaking Spanish. I always felt like I was speaking too slowly, so I would speed up and then start racing through my words. But then I would lose what I was trying to say, or I wouldn't be able to pronounce the sounds and words as accurately as if I was to slow down. I've had occasions where I have spoken to people in shops And I remember one time I went to a local market here in Mexico and I visited the market many times before I would go every Saturday. It was always a really great place to go and it was filled with many people. And I just always remember the smell of fresh fruits and vegetables. Really a great place. And after visiting many times, I knew exactly what it was that I wanted to order. And I would get the same thing almost every week. So it got to this point where I knew what I wanted to order. And I could probably say it in my sleep. The problem is I got too comfortable. And I would order the vegetables that I wanted. And it started to sound like a big mumble-dumble. And I would start to slow the words. And all I needed to do was slow down. And I've noticed this, too, with many of the professionals that I work with. And this happens in everyday conversation or also when you're presenting your ideas. Speaking quickly or speaking quicker will not help you with your fluency. In fact, it will make it worse. And sure, there are some people that will have a naturally quicker speaking speed, But when you do speak quickly, especially if it's in a foreign language, it can indicate that you are nervous. And you might be speaking quickly because you are nervous. But when you're nervous and speaking quickly, it makes it so much harder for you to articulate what you're trying to say. You may think that by speaking slowly or slower, your listener might start to get bored or distracted. But actually, the opposite happens. Slowing down in certain parts of your speech can help your listener better grasp and understand what you're saying. So it's okay to slow down. But you might be thinking, okay, but how and when? How can I know when I'm speaking too quickly or when I should slow down or at which points in my speech do I need to do that? Typically, we can slow down our speech with certain words to indicate that they're important. slower speaking speed indicates that you have more power and control over what you're saying. So most people will speak at an average of four to five syllables per word. And a normal conversational speech in English is around 120 up to 160 words per minute. Typically a presentation speech rate is slightly slower And it's usually between 100 and 150 words per minute. Interestingly, though, most podcasters will speak a little faster and their speech is more likely to be over 150 words per minute. So that might give you an idea. Typically, I'm slower than the average podcaster. And I really try to articulate what I'm saying to make it much easier for my listeners But there are definitely times where I will speed up. And sometimes that is intentionally. I'm excited and I'm really passionate about what I'm saying. The next focus is to speak more concisely. And when you use a lot of words, your listener tends to lose attention. And something you can do to be more precise is to think, what is the most important message and information that I want to share. The problem is if you aren't concise, you will find that you'll be interrupted more by other speakers. They will say, stop you and cut in when you're trying to speak. There are a few little techniques and things you can do to help you become more concise in your language. And one of them is to look at these types of phrases that you might be using. And these phrases, I've spoken about them before, are things like, as I said before, from my previous point of view. These phrases don't add a lot of value or meaning in what you're saying. So these might be some of the phrases that you want to reduce. Sometimes, though, it does mean that you will need to pause a little and consider the next thing that you're going to say. Don't be afraid to take a deep breath. Being more concise with your language has a lot of benefits and you will be taken more seriously as a professional. It makes you more credible and it has been found to make you even more persuasive. So if you are a lead or you work in a role where you need to, for example, get buy-in for your design decisions, it's an important technique to be more concise with your speaking. The next area to focus on is on your articulation and pitch. Articulation is all about focusing on pronouncing the beginning of the sound and the end of the sound. Some speakers will start to cut at the end, so they will drop off. So, for example, they might say, instead of articulation, they might say articulation, articulation, and kind of cut it like that. This is just an extreme example of slurring or mumbling. But to really take your English fluency to the next level, you do want to focus on the quality of the way you're speaking. And you can do that by saying each individual word, stopping and pausing in the right places, beginning and ending every word that you say. And to improve your articulation, try varying your pitch throughout your speaking to sound more natural and conversational. People do tend to respond better when you have a more smooth way of speaking, and also if you have a range of high and lower tones. Just makes you sound even more interesting. The next way to take your fluency to the next level is actually slightly different, and it's an issue that I see come up that can cause a lot of frustration. It can cause a lot of frustration for you as the speaker, but also for your colleagues or those that you're speaking with. And it's all about your language choice. Some language that you use might come across as passive-aggressive. You might not mean to sound aggressive in the way that you're speaking, but the tone of your language can have that impact. And this is especially true when it comes to written communication, like sending emails. It's so important to avoid negative language in written communication and it does involve being more mindful with the language that we choose to use and that's when we open our mouths and if we're typing on our keyboards or on our phone. Poor communication and language choice can lead to conflict and tension. I am going to share some examples of what to avoid saying As I mentioned, I like to share practical examples, and these are especially important when it comes to written communication. The first is, perhaps you missed my previous brief. Perhaps you missed my previous brief. The tone of this can come across as quite direct and almost passive aggressive. The translation or the meaning is, you should have gotten back to me. Why haven't you? what's wrong with you? Why didn't I hear from you? Now, there are times where you might want to give that impression, but it's really important to be aware of that. And another common mistake that I see is thanks in advance. Thanks in advance. And you might be thinking, that doesn't sound very rude. You're thanking the person. Surely that's a good thing. But again, the meaning here is more, I expect you to complete this task, even if you haven't agreed to it yet. I'm making you do something, but I'm saying thank you in advance, so I kind of get away with it. If you ever need to do that, it would be better to just say, thank you. Or if you want to be even more polite, you can say, I would appreciate your help with this task, for example. The next might be quite an obvious technique or thing to do, but it's important to highlight, especially when it comes to communication and being able to better connect with others as a speaker. And that is the importance of eye contact. And there are many reasons why eye contact is important. It shows attentiveness and interest in what is being said. It is a way to show and earn respect. It is also a way to show that you're listening and you understand what the other person is saying. A big thing though, especially for Western cultures and especially in the UK and the USA, is that it shows that you're honest and truthful. And I know that in some societies, direct eye contact can show actually a lack of respect. If you're from South Korea, Japan, or China, for instance, eye contact can have different meanings and making eye contact isn't always easy or comfortable. But good eye contact is an important display of honesty during a conversation. As I said in the UK, it is considered normal to make eye contact with other people. And if you don't, it will be assumed that you're trying to hide something. This of course can cause problems, especially if you are from a country where it's kind of disrespectful to look at someone in the eye, especially if you're speaking to like a policeman or a teacher, when actually it's expected in the UK. So when you are talking to someone, make sure that you do look at them in the face and make eye contact with them. And most people underestimate its ability to make a difference, especially in business and beyond. It is quite a small thing to do, but maintaining eye contact with someone tells the person that you're speaking to that they're important. And that goes a long way in communication. So here's a recap of these important areas for fluency that we've covered today. The first thing is all about pace and slowing down. It's okay to take a breath and actually slowing down will help you when it comes to fluency. The next is be concise. Make sure you're getting to the point of what you want to say. Remember the key message you want to share. The next is articulation. So making sure that you're pronouncing all the parts of the sounds of the words and really focusing on what you're saying. The next is to avoid using negative language. And that refers to speaking and in writing. And finally, the last one is to remember the importance of eye contact. If you would like more support with communicating your ideas and you'd like to build your confidence in speaking as a non-native English speaker and you're working as a designer or in tech, go to fluentspeakers.co.uk forward slash club to get your name on the waiting list to join our incredible community. It is the last time to be joining in 2022 and you'll only hear about how you can join if your name is on the wait list. And trust me, it really is the best place to be for professionals to reach a high level of fluency, express yourself confidently and grow as a professional. Feel free to reach out as well. I'm happy to get in touch and send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions. But either way, I am here to support you on this journey to taking your English fluency to the next level. You've got this! Thank you for listening to The Design of Communication. If you have enjoyed today's episode and listening to The Design of Communication podcast, then please follow us on Spotify, Google and Apple podcasts and share the link with a friend or colleague who will benefit. Any questions you might have, feel free to send them my way. I love hearing from you. Thank you so much. See you next week.